independently of your political opinions about authority or the regime you're living in or your opinions on the current politicians in place. It doesn't matter, the instruction is very clear, stay the fuck home. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Are We There Yet? The COVID-19 Experience. My name is Max and my wonderful co-host, as always, is Ines. Ines, hello and how are you? Hi, Max. I, mm, mm. I am furious, Max. Okay, before we get to your fury and anger, which I'm dying for the world to experience, a little bit of background for our listeners. First of all, first two episodes out, thank you very, 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 one more, very much for downloading it. It's greatly thank appreciated. You, you know, you lapped up the conspiracy theories, you loved the media consumption, and we really were not expecting this kind of level of support for such a brand new podcast. And yeah. for that, we thank you very, very much. Thank you, guys. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome. You've joined a good one. It's going to be fiery. And you can follow us on Twitter if you want to get more uh, more ramblings, because I've been on a bit of a streak today. I've been a bit like liking stuff that's made me angry. You can reach us at AWTY2020. That's AWTY2020. And as always, if you like this podcast, please go subscribe and like at iTunes, Spotify, all of those good places. Plugging out of the way. Now we may begin. So, why is Ines angry? Would you like to, or should I? Um, I mean, I can make a start. There's first. There's so many things. It's not a single source. My okay. My personal thing right now, aside from all the other obvious things that I think you'll say, is so we were listening to Boris Johnson's address to the nation yesterday, and I think it ruined both our moods. So. Mm. That was great. Uh, thank you for a lovely Sunday, Boris. Um, so first, as a communications professional, who wrote that? What, what was that? How was that supposed to explain anything to anyone? Did they write that speech and then go, ah, yes, this should put the nation's mind at rest? <laughs> as a preface, so we're recording this intro and you're 100% right, by the way. We're recording this intro before our Government Controls episode. Now, full disclosure, we recorded this interview, what was it, like two weeks ago? No, more. At a more innocent time, when we were young and full of hope. <laughs> ah, <laughs> do you remember those days? No. So we recorded these interviews with uh, your friends, Ines. Chiara and Carl. Thank you, guys. And we interviewed someone who's living in Italy, which was the worst hit area at the time. And... New York, which was the worst hit area in New York at the time. So it was interesting to kind of get their perspective of what was happening, how they were handling it, and, and what was kind of going on in the world. And then the intro that we had recorded for that episode doesn't really fit what's happened now. No. So we thought we'd kind of redo this just to kind of give more of a intro as to what's happening in the UK, because I'm probably going to remove a lot of that from the interview, because it doesn't really fit anymore. So as we all know, UK, headed by Boris Johnson and Conservative Party, mm -hmm. they have the responsibility for every three weeks to update the nation and talk about what's going on in terms of reopening society and getting everyone back to normal. Now, yes, death rates have dropped. They dropped down to, you know, around about 250 or something. Still, pretty big number. Per day, um, per day. 250, per, I mean... Per day, exactly, yes. Yeah. And this wasn't a consistent thing. 
the next day it was over 300 so it's definitely seen a fluctuation but the number's down a lot less than what it has been in previous weeks does this mean we should start relaxing lockdown measures as much has been suggested and i gotta stop myself there because i just said as much as they've been relaxed but they haven't been and this is where the confusion's coming in because language is our most important resource as people and we're abusing it in a very dangerous way i know and this is the frustration that's been had like boris has always been known for being a character and i don't want to rag on him like just to be like anti-conservative even though full disclosure i am but his his tone of delivery and his his vocal patterns are very all over the place he's we've seen this for for many years as mayor as pm and all sorts just how he talks is very not normal it was strange like the emphasis was all wrong the emphasis is completely off and everyone's been making fun of him all day as rightly that's our birthright as british citizens we take the piss out of stuff very very well also foreign nationals like we are not ashamed (laughs) it happens and it's just what we're good at so that's why we do it um but that speech just was incoherent it it was don't go to work but go to work go outside but also you know a a dear distance it was just everything was contradictory and i think my biggest and most annoyance was just allowing the language to be so ambiguous and just so not clear when you need clarity more than anything at the moment, especially when it comes down to people already floundering the rules and just like wanting to sit in parks and, oh, it's fine. I'm just with my housemate. We're from the same household. Why does it matter if we're outside? And it's just, it's that logic and it's that frustration I'm having with the Western world at the moment. I get it. I'm frustrated as shit right now. There's nothing I want to do more than go outside, see some friends, hang out. It's affecting everything in my life, and it's driving me fucking insane. But I'm still going to follow the rules because I know it's better in the long run than us floundering it now, and then us having to do this all again for another three months come July or come August. Mm-hmm. Welcome, second peak. Like, we are going there and i think a really important reflection here is this is not about making you happy this is not like when you told your mom i want to go to a party tonight because i studied all afternoon and your mom goes oh yeah she did study really hard so fine you still have to stay at home even if you don't like it i don't know i feel like this is pretty clear language it is but like we're still having this debate and it's it's frustrating from an angle of you're 100% right with that analogy. The government's not your parents. You don't have to listen to every little thing, but also listen to common sense of just like, don't go out. If you want this to end, be smart about it. And this don't is start thing. going out. Like two meters apart, no one's going to adhere to that. Filling up parks with people, stupid. Today, he made this announcement, and this was one of my biggest frustrations. He made this announcement at 7 p.m. on a Sunday evening before a Monday work shift saying like, if you can go back to work, do, but did in such convoluted messaging what the fuck? that the tubes were packed like pre COVID they were packed because we we're running on a 5% service. And you said, go back to work if you can. And everyone took that as I'm going to go back to work. Yeah. How many people, um, how many people do you think that is? Because we're reading reports now that in Seoul, in, in Korea, uh, what, what they are detecting is that someone went clubbing. Yes. Like one person. And they are they have traced like around 80 infections. 
how do we feel about the famous London tube? Packed, not great. And did you hear what he said today, where he said people should talk to their employers about going back to work. So, okay, so the weight is again on the poor person who has no choice. Now he's like, okay, here's all my responsibility that I'm giving back to you. Is this what we have the social contract for? Exactly. And that's that's another frustrating thing, putting it on the workers. And so they released a 50-page document today that kind of outlined further what the plan was. Why was the announcement not just tomorrow at noon, we're going to release a 50-page document that's going to outline everything you need to know? Then journalists and professionals could have compiled lists and graphs to kind of show people what to do versus a bumbling Muppet for 20 minutes who said the same thing over and over again. Over and over again. Because the 50-page document is quite clear. It says what industries should be opening, uh, what industries shan't and when they should open, and also kind of different measures that should be put in place for when you go out and how you exercise and do things like that. The 50-page document's very clear. But do people read 50-page documents? No, they don't. But... What I'm saying is journalists could have taken that and trained professionals in the media industry could have taken that and showcased information in a better way. I know. And instead of that, journalists, they woke up on a Monday morning going, okay, work. Let's pick up this 50-page document, realize what it says, whatever that is, good or bad, and then try to convince the minds of an entire nation that has had the full night to be confused and reach their own conclusions. Exactly. Because I've had so many friends being like, my boss is telling me I've got to come back into the office. And I've had friends message me being like, oh, should we meet up in the park? And all of this kind of stuff that is just like so unnecessary. Yeah. And speaking of going back to the office, like, sorry, I'm at a position of privilege here because I live five minutes away from my work. So conceivably, I could just go outside, not touch anyone, stay away and then go work in my office desk instead Mm -hmm. of my house desk and this is something that's possible for me but the rest of the people how are they going to know that their office is safe yeah but i also get it because like people need to work and they need to make a paycheck i'm very privileged you're very privileged Mm -hmm. that we can work from home and that's great but there's a lot of people struggling and they want this announcement and they want this clarity and the minute someone gives you an inkling that you can go make money again you'd fucking jump at it but this from, a, okay, so Max, you know, I, I did law in uni. This is like for my sins. Um, people, as citizens, are not the ones that should be interpreting the law. No. We literally hire people with our money as taxpayers to do that for us. We don't need the prime minister coming and going, okay, here's like a, you know, a mind dump. Do whatever you want with it. Exactly. And there's, there is no kind of force that's kind of putting this in place and who knows what you can get fined for and how much that fine yeah. goes up to based on, on certain information. And it's just it's just frustrating from, from a standpoint of, and I'm not trying to sound all high and mighty here, of someone who is really, really trying to follow the rules because I just want this to go back to normal. And I'm doing my best to stay in as much as possible um i'm exercising when i need it and i'm going out for food when i need it that is literally it in terms of me leaving the house because 
I want this to end. And I, I just know that it's not a case of just, oh, if we wait a couple of months, this will blow over. No, it's not exactly. that. It is, you need protection cases in place. You need a um, antivirus in place. You need all of these things before life remotely returns back to normal. And this, this frustration, and I'm seeing it a lot in our country, and I'm seeing it a lot in America as well, Western, Western entitlement of being told no there's such an entitled generational gap between a lot of people that just well this is my right i have they've never been told no they've never been told you can't do this you can't do that and they're just floundering whatever they want because like government can't tell me what to do because they haven't told me what to do for 50 years and i'm not saying yeah let's bring on a communist state and let's bring on a dictatorship and all that kind of shit of course i'm not that's horrible I'm as lefty as the person you'll ever meet in your life. But it's so frustrating when people were just so self-entitled and so me, me, me. And what about me? Why can't I do this? And there's just no thought for the greater good of like 32,000 people in this country have died. 32,000. Yeah. It's apparently not a catastrophe yet. And it's just, and it's the second highest in the world. Mm-hmm. Not just in Europe, not just in like in the whole entire in the world. world. And this is an island. Exactly, and we're at a point where it's just going to get worse. Second peaks are coming. It's it's go go and research what happened with uh, with past um, influenzas that have broken out. It's always worse at the second peak, and the second peak always comes, and then you have a third peak, and then yeah. stuff starts to die down. But the first peak is little. Second peak very big. Third peak like the first peak. I think one piece of advice that maybe people could take from this episode is suck it up. You're not having a nice time. No one is. It's not the world against you. Everyone is at home as they should be. And like we're all having a kind of not great time. I know I'm not go- going to a festival either. I'm not seeing my friends and hugging. Max, potentially, will have to spend your birthday on Zoom. That's okay, though, because pandemic. I feel it's pretty self-explanatory. It is. Start thinking of it as a community and not just me against the government. Think of it as one person. And please listen to this interview in the sense of what we talk about, because there's a lot of great information that is put across about how Italy's handling it and how New York is handling it. And just having that kind of application to yourself and... It's very important from the Italy standpoint of community is what I love so much from this interview. Oh, that was great. And that is a message that I want to be taken from this whole thing that gets taken away. It's just the sense of community and the sense of understanding. So, sorry for the rant, but not sorry if you're doing anything that you shouldn't be doing. And please just listen to this interview, listen to what we've said, and just kind of after it, if you can, just take five, ten minutes to think about nurses to doctors the people who have passed away the families that's impacted the families that will impact and Mm. everyone else around the country outside of your little bubble and hopefully that will kind of give you more of an understanding of what needs to be done moving forward and for those of us who don't want to think about the families and the nhs nurses and the people who are dead uh let's think about the economy which is something that some people understand better than others um it's going to go worse the economy that you're trying to save now by going to fuck a stranger from Tinder or chilling in the park, it's going to go worse. Exactly. So on that doom and gloom, 
This is a very fun interview. <laughs> <laughs> you guys brought this on yourselves. Like, I was all ready to be all happy and peppy, but like, whew, yeah, got me all fired up. Um, <laughs> please enjoy this interview. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. So now joining us, we've got our two guests that we promised at the start of the show. We've got Chiara and Cal. Now, Chiara is from Italy, especially in Sicily, and we've got Cal, who's from New York. So I guess the first kind of question is, how are you coping? Have you, are you doing this from the ceiling? Have you gone crazy? Like, what's going on? Chiara, do you want to go? Oh, well, um, it's been a little over a month since I spent my last evening meal outside my house. And so it's been different days. I went from feeling hopeful, then frustrated and powerless. Now I'm resigned. Um, yes, I spend my days in many, many different ways. Sometimes I read something, sometimes I write, uh, sometimes I cook because I'm Italian. So I'm basically, uh, I cook, uh, <laughs> I bake it everything, pizza, homemade pasta. So I like to spend my day in cooking, especially cooking. but. I'm not sure when it's all going to end. I hope soon, but I cannot imagine uh, how the reality, uh, how my future will uh, will go. And this is so. This is it's very strange because uh, at the start at the start of this uh, this year, uh, I I had a lot of projects for my for my future. And then suddenly this happened, like me, I was exercising, not a joke, several times a week. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> me <guys>. too. <laughs> and now, that's fuck all. And I'm thinking that it's exactly what they say, right? Like, this is not the time where we should be making plans about our future or sort of thinking, um, what am I going to do in one year's time or whatever, because we don't have enough information about what that future is going to look like. And this uncertainty, is making everyone nervous, I believe. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I think people are not really good with dealing with, you know, invisible um, menaces uh, and things that they cannot, you know, mm -hmm. plan around. I think this is, and it's been like part of why, at least I, I don't know, like, I think the American mentality is a mentality very much centered around controlling the things that you can control and just making it work for yourself. And I think that Americans have a lot of trouble dealing with something that involves a complete lack, like you just cannot plan, as you said, for anything, um, you cannot predict, uh, it doesn't matter how rich or you're poor how poor you are you still cannot predict um who will be infected or like you know like what can affect the the spread of the virus um but and also at the same time i think especially for the american mentality it's hard to do something for others and also do it while not seeing the immediate results like People are asked to not go out and 
because that will obviously help the health practitioners and the older population, but you just don't ever see them. So you don't really see the, you know, like the output, like the, whatever you're doing, it's kind of going in an empty, like it kind of vanishes a bit. You're not sure if it yeah. actually has some sort of repercussion. And I think especially for Americans, because, you know, like the mentality is very much like, if I am okay, then everyone is okay, but that's mm -hmm. not working here. Um, and it's such a stark, I guess, uh, antithesis to more Eastern mentalities where you work much more as a collective uh, rather than as an individual. And yeah. I think Americans have, have had a lot of trouble uh, coming to terms with the, with that. Yeah. I mean, I heard that people were buying extra guns in the U.S. Like, shoot at it. Literally, there is no way to stop it with bullets. Just in case. Um, Just in case. <laughs> you never know. Um, much like in every zombie movie, like every single one of them. Um, I guess it's because, like, they very much have the, the mentality of it. it's my freedom and it's it's my liberties. And it, it, you're right, Cal, it's very much that one for all kind of attitude i'm already seeing stuff on twitter where people are like and they shut down you know what's going on i'm fine my friends are fine why is this carrying on and there's not that additional thought forward is there yeah i mean and that's really what's for me extremely frustrating and it was kind of like it's funny like i was anyways thinking that um i've been in the u.s now for like six six years like a bit more actually um, and I was thinking, yeah, like I need to go back to Europe. Um, and I think that this whole situation has definitely, you know, put, you know, uh, concretized these plans in my head. Um, I don't think that it's legitimate to say that since I'm fine, I don't care about others and I don't care about older people because. I'm entitled to going to the bar, uh, which was, I don't think it is happening right now, especially in New York, but I think that in many places that are not hit as much, people are like, sure, why should I give up my comfort um, and like my well-being and, you know, just why should I unsettle my own life because something is happening in New York, which mm. is a very like deeply American way of living. Um, that gets rewarded often, um, you know, like you work for yourself and if you work hard enough, then everything will be great. Um, in the same way you expect that once you do put in that work, you should, you're entitled to the comfort and the benefits that come from that. And now when everyone's asked to kind of put everything on pause, they're like, why? Because it's mine, no way. Yeah. 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 Chiara, how did you, how's the attitude kind of in, in Italy then from a standpoint of, is it similar with people's attitudes and, and how did you kind no, of view the government's response and all of that? Not at all. In Italy, the difference is obvious because uh, we are rediscovering ourselves as uh, human beings and everyone helps the weakest. So now is the Easter time and all um shops uh, are closed but um, we have uh, a lot of products uh, uh, for example uh, chocolate heads uh, um, uh, sweets and so on 
and everyone gives uh, to the weakest uh, our products. So um, this pandemic, uh, yes, according to me, this pandemic situation um, gives uh, the opportunity to rediscovering uh, how uh, how it's beautiful uh, sharing. And I don't know uh, if uh, in Italy there will be um, a good economic uh, way because, uh, as I said before, everything was stopped. Uh, um, now it's it's like a month, so uh, it's it's difficult. But it's not uh, there is not the American mentality. There is not the individual mentality we we are a, a big community we we are very strong and strongest in, in, uh, in this and uh, that's why i love italy instead of uh, other countries and <laughs> this is my opinion <laughs> sorry for americans or uh, england but we no. we we are different in this so that's really interesting because we are seeing how two cultures take like opposite stances against something that is affecting undoubtedly everyone equally. Like the virus is spreading however, wherever you are or uh, whatever your opinions on personal merit. Um, so first question, uh, Max, what do you, how do you think we are in London right now? Are we kind of in the middle of these two? I would say we are. I've never had a question thrown at me before. I like that. Um, there you go. I like it. Well <laughs> Turn of the tables. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because especially in London, obviously we're seeing quite a high rise at the moment. We're seeing stuff kind of overtake um, other countries. Who two three weeks ago we were like, oh poor Italy and oh poor Spain, um, but now we're kind of getting to that point as well. And I, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of. English people aren't the best at listening in the best of times. And especially when the weather gets like this, it's like, oh, start one week of sun that we get a year, let's go outside. Yeah. So I think that's the thing that people are struggling with at the moment. So I've seen videos today of people like outside and doing stuff. And I think their logic is, well, I'm just at the park. I'm not near anyone. It will be fine. But it's not really how it works, unfortunately. Not really, no. And I think that that's what getting us sort of mired into arguments like, oh no, but it's uh, um, from three feet away, you're safe. And it's like, no, there is no maths that you can do in your head to excuse the fact that you want to go sunbathe in the park. Exactly. Yeah, but really interesting though. Like, presumably we have, if we could look at all the other people here, um, the same things in the spectrum of individualism versus sort of a community stance against this um, threat. So, Mm, probably it's probably due to economic reasons. Like I think we are just about to jump into socioeconomics, but <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like Carl. Why why do you think the uh, the Americans are reacting in such a way? Is it a defense of personal liberties against like in the face of common sense? I guess yeah. I mean, Americans very much believe that. If I want something, I should have it, and in more precisely, I should be able to buy it, um, and yeah. that's that's it. <laughs> and it kind of goes from like 
products to elections in a way um products to elections and, wow painful that was painful <laughs> well, yeah but like but also like particularly healthcare and i think that that's a big problem here like in a country where healthcare is um yeah not universal expensive yeah. and yeah what the fuck? so many so many people don't have it of course you of course it's gonna automatically turn into a socioeconomic issue um and i think the you kind of mentioned the guns earlier i think the reason for the guns is not to shoot the virus it's to shoot for people that might come after you because and your toilet they paper they, yeah because they just want what you have and i'm not kidding that that mentality is a hundred percent legit and live especially in this house yeah I, I, like i for sure <laughs> yeah I, I think that's the most worrying aspect we're, we're going to do an episode in the future on kind of social unrest and stuff and how people are kind of reacting because you've seen stories over here in in england of people harassing health workers yeah. um and police which is just disgusting and I think in America as well, you're 100% right. It's defend what's mine. And if stuff starts to get ugly, then you can very much see that happening. So That's about the fine. problem of uh, health care, can I say something about this Please do. in Italy, about the situation of uh, health care? Because, uh, okay, fortunately, we have public health instead of uh, American. But... There is a big difference between the northern Italy and the southern Italy, because if the virus had exploded here in Sicily, probably we had all have died, and because we we have a lot of problems about uh, about uh, public health, we don't have uh, hospitals like uh, Bergamo, Milan, and the, the most. Um, important cities of uh, northern uh, Italy but th that's why this is this is, it was very very important to um, closing the lockdown because uh, that's in Sicily in Sicily we don't have this, the same opportunities to the northern Italy so okay public health but I mean, it's it's different. It's very very different the situation. Yeah. and yeah. there's only a limited amount. Like, however much you pay or don't pay for it, there's still only a limited amount of people who can actually um, cure you while you're ill. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's having yeah. access to resources, isn't it? Um, we should actually clarify that because, from my understanding, in Italy, the vast majority of the issues are kind of the Lombardy region, correct? Um, yeah, uh, the virus spread in um, in Codogno. This is the first town. Then uh, uh, Bergamo, uh, then Milan, then uh, <laughs> until here, uh, the southest part of, uh, of Italy. So, um, especially in Sicily, because because we don't have this uh this opportunity to to cure the um, this illness we have strong restriction we can go out more than once a day and uh, we we only go to the pharmacies and supermarkets uh only these two kind of shops are open 
Yeah. Are you being fined by police if you go out? Uh, yes, of course, especially during this uh, Easter week. Yeah, here as well, I think we're starting and I hear that in Spain is the same. Carl, are you finding the same like strong police presence in New York? No. Um, no. See, that's what I thought. Because yeah, I hadn't heard anything about New York doing any kind of like, or the US in general, I should say, doing any kind of no. police action. So, um, weird. Yeah, um, I mean, but why do they, why do we pay police, like under the social contract? Why are we paying <laughs> the state to have a police if we can't, if they can't help us behave for the common good? Well, I think that they did. What I know is they did um, try. So there's, uh, you know, I'm in Brooklyn and there's a big part of Brooklyn um, that has uh, Orthodox Jewish population. And I think that they were not complying very much with um, the social distancing rules. So I think police was kind of like keeping an eye there. But overall, it's not like you see them walking up and down. Generally, People have been a mm. bit more reluctant to say, okay, like you're not allowed to go out. They now tell you you can go out only if you're alone and only if you cover your mouth. Um, and they've closed, like, I think they've closed parks actually recently. Um, Good. But at, at the same time, it's like, it's New York. There's so many people and you kind of need to give... Um, what they started doing is like blocking off streets or just letting people walk in the street um because there's just you know like you have to go somewhere so it's just so frustrating to hear like just because we, we we have it the same in in london like i was looking at the news last week and i saw the piccadilly line or or was it liverpool street one of the two but like the tube was pretty much full and it's just like, they seem to be police enforcements in kind of smaller rural areas, but <laughs> London, New York, big cities, it's just, they're not kind of cracking down as much as they really should be. And then the problem that you're going to have, and we'll get onto this in a bit once this lockdown ends, and I know Italy's extended it and that must be frustrating, but like, we, you guys are seeing to start a, a dip and a little bit of an adjustment. So to kind of release everyone immediately, which... I think America and UK especially will be more tempted to do. You're just going to see a second wave, and that's one of the most frustrating angles. Exactly. But what are you kind of hoping you see from your country and, and the people around you? What are you kind of hoping comes out of this and, and how people kind of progress with it? If I start with you, Cal. Like everywhere, I guess I would like to see people being more mindful and appreciative of just going out. Um, and excellent point. And and having, I don't know, it like it's things that I because I love running and I run a lot outside. I I am very aware of how lucky I am to be able to do that. Um, but now it's gonna be, oh wow! Like I am outside and I'm just walking. That's amazing. Um, so like definitely the simple things um, and then I guess also an awareness of what can just awareness of the collective in a way like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter yeah. if I'm fine or not fine like it's actually I have to see myself as part of a whole and I think people are kind of trying to do that um, 
And yeah, last thing is, it's actually been really interesting to see so many possibilities like remote work and universal basic income mm. <laughs> and like, yeah, you know, those things. So, yeah, like, so I think that if anything, um, we're going through a really tur- turbulent time, but that's also the time if you want to change something, that's that's when you do it. Um, so yeah, hopefully some sort of like, happens. yeah, some sort of like deeper um, societal changes could be at least in- instigated. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's 100% spot on it's as you say i like the the point about the collective i think if that's the one thing people take away from it then i'm very happy with that um kiana what about you well um as i said it's stressful to stay at home but i'm thankful that i'm alive that's that's the important thing healthy and able to get out soon and i'm lucky i'm not in intensive care for example that's uh, my message and i want the people um things like me because uh, we probably we we don't know uh we don't know how lucky we are because we um, we have uh, a lot of opportunity we have a lot of things uh, in our home and sometimes people uh, forgot it forgot the, um, the fact that mm-hmm. it's alive and maybe after this uh, tragic uh, moment uh, i want i'd like to to um, to see people uh, more more uh, sensible about everything about uh, feelings about um, help about also the help of the weakest for example and in Italy um, that's not probably is not the good uh, answer but I, I like to um, to see that just um, to, to say that lovely that's fantastic thank you both very much for coming on and explaining what's going on where you're living it's been kind of great to hear your perspective from obviously where you are and where you're living is there any kind of final thoughts or anything you want to get out there or are you happy well um, i'm happy i'm happy happy because i'm she's got got food so she's fine (laughs) (laughs) yes i love it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's so nice <laughs> thank um, you yeah I mean I guess it's I I don't know I just call my friends and my family so much more often and I tell people I love them and that's that's great I think that, that's a plus you know waking up every day and thinking wow I get another day um, I think that will result in some like you know a life that's a bit more filled with appreciation and that's generally good um yeah yeah i think we, we, we will have we'll have we'll have like plenty of energy and plans and dreams when this is over 
Exactly. And I think that's a perfect note to end on. Um, I 100% agree with you there, Cal. It's going to be... Because everyone's going through this together. It's a collective thing that we're all going through. It's something that if you meet someone when this is all over in the pub, it's something you can talk about. And it's something you can kind of connect on. And as we're doing here, like, we've never met, but we're able to talk about it and have a conversation around it and, and build from that, which is really nice. So if people can kind of take that message going forward and use this as a learning curve to be better people and connect better with your fellow man, then that's all we can really ask for. But I want to thank yeah. you both very much for coming onto the podcast and talking with us. It's really appreciative. Thank you, guys. It's been lovely. Thank you both. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, darling. So thank you very much for Cal and Kiara for taking the time to talk to us. That was a really good conversation. And yeah, it was kind of optimistic, which I liked. I think Cal was a little bit more run down than Kiara was, which I wasn't really expecting. But I guess if Cal, as you said, she's runner, she likes being active, and the news out of New York at the moment is not amazing. So yeah, of course, that's a bit be- counterintuitive, but maybe we could argue as a conclusion to this chat that the person in the country with a stronger sense of community is feeling a lot more hopeful than the person in a country with a strong individualistic sense. Mm, yeah, I think that was my main takeaway from it. It's Kiara mm. um, was seeing the positives and she's got the community and everyone's going to rally around and yes, this is bad, but they're going to be better for it. Whereas the way Kiara was talking was very uh, tentative and worried about what's going on and where it's going to lead to. So yeah, you're 100% yeah. right. It's interesting to see those two behaviors of society. Mm-hmm. Much like everyone's saying, we are all in this together, including all these celebrities from their mansions. <laughs> How do you think we're doing over here, like in the UK? Because obviously England's weird because we do have kind of an individualistic ideal in our everyday lives. But as a nation, when you look at stuff like football or sport or just any kind of pride in Britain, which can be dangerous if they go too far, as we've mm-hmm. seen. Um, but how do you think the attitude is here? How have you been noticing it? So I don't, th- uh, I don't think that there is such an individualistic sense uh, or spirit in, in the UK. I mainly think that the issue here is that your people, Max, are quite rightly resistant to authority. I mean, you guys don't like national ID cards. I would never understand it. Um, but I think here the issue is more like nobody will tell me what to do, not because of what Carl was saying of, you know, the freedoms that you have earned with your hard work, but rather in a sense of, yeah, just don't tell me what to do. But all, all around, I think we are rallying around the cause a lot better than in the US, but potentially a lot worse than in Italy. Yeah, I think you're right with England. We do have kind of a, a resistant authority figure mentality, um, especially in a lot of subsets. You know, if if you've got money and you're a bit rich, then you're fine to follow the rules. But anyone on the lower class systems kind of have that. Rebe- you know, it's where punk was born in England. The rebellious nature of life was born here. So, and we thank you for that. You're very welcome. So I think that is kind of something that just lingers <laughs> in all of us. But um, I, I think everyone's kind of coming around to it now and just yeah. accept stuff. It'll be interesting when we get to the episodes of when we talk about the social unrest and 
that kind mm-hmm. of thing because that might be a little bit more of a sad yeah yeah i mean i come i come from two countries once saw a dictator peacefully die in his bed after 40 years of dictatorship regime and the other literally kicked out an entire dynasty of kings um that's greece by the way the other one is spain I got um, it. <laughs> and i think thank you and i think that one main takeaway that everyone has to take here is that independently of your political opinions about authority or the regime you're living in or your opinions on the current politicians in place it doesn't matter the instruction is very clear stay the fuck home yes this isn't a political thing i don't agree with the government we've got in power but i'm still mm-hmm. going to the ruling exactly that's just how it is but fully agree no fantastic chat loved it thank you for bringing those two on board and we'll be back next time with another episode and if you're enjoying this please subscribe tell your friends give it five star reviews if you hate it don't leave any reviews don't tell your friends (laughs) you know tell your friends they might hate it as well but as long as we get listens we don't really mind but more importantly we hope everyone is staying sane and enjoying themselves but uh thank you once again to you ines for being a fantastic host and we'll be back with another episode Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Max. See you next time. Bye.